The funny part comes this past Sunday. Brother Richard walks in and says, good morning, Brother Tim. And I responded back. He started to walk away and stopped and said, it can be kind of strange to call you a brother. And I thought, hmm, that's odd. Why is that? He said, well, you're old enough to be my dad. He uses the term outside of church also with others in hopes that when he calls them brother, they might ask why. And he says that opens the door that allows him to share the hope of being a brother in Christ once he shares the gospel. Thanks for sharing that, Brother Richard. Prayer. Prayer is our lifeline to God. Is how we communicate with him. It's how we give thanks. It's how we request that God's power affect our lives and the lives of others. Prayer is how we ask for healing. And most importantly, prayer is how we ask for his kingdom to come and his will be done. If you were to look in the Bible for prayer and see how many references there are, in the first gospel alone there are 41. And 230 throughout the New Testament. Some of them extensive with 10 different words being used for prayer. We read about praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, Ephesians 6, 18. The disciples had spent all of their lives in prayer. The, the Jews pray three times a day. The morning prayer, Sharit. The afternoon prayer, Mincha. And the evening prayer, Mariv. These specific times were not formalized until the end of the Babylonian exile, around the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. The rabbis and priests began formalizing the prayer so that those Jews that had lost the ability to pray in Hebrew could do so again. And they set the times of prayer to correspond with the sacrifices, and they standardized prayers into the Shema, which means to hear or to take action, and the Amidah, which is the standing prayer, which is the one probably we're most familiar with when we see somebody, a Jewish person praying. All three times spent in praise and repentance. But there was another piece that was key to all of the above pieces. These prayers were all for naught if they did not come from the right heart. Just as in all things, we are not in God's will unless we have a joyful heart. You can be sad and still have a joyful heart to pray. You could be happy and be praying and do it only to check a box. It's all about the heart and our use of that to praise, thank, confess, petition, and intercede with God. Back to the disciples. They had spent their whole lives praying three times a day, which for most of them had probably become just a formality. And then 
came Jesus. He shook the very ground that they had learned to live on all their lives. He changed their thoughts from who the Messiah was all the way to their thoughts on prayer. Their minds were reeling from just the fact that he was there in their presence. But then he began to change their hearts, molding them into vessels that could be used for his purposes. And in one moment, he changed it all. It would have been outside of protocol to refer to God as Father. It would be seen as too familiar, too personal. But Jesus was changing hearts to more reflect his. And that included reflecting his relationship with God, his Father. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And in that one moment, they began their journey of personal, effectual prayer. Why did Jesus ask them to pray this way? He was teaching them in this one prayer that their relationship with God was as beloved sons. And he was teaching them the different aspects of prayer. In this prayer, there are praises like Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted sons through Christ Jesus for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory in him you also were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth the gospel 
of your salvation. And when you believed, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to praise, to the praise of his glory. Amen. I wanted to read that scripture as we should always start our day and every prayer with praise to God, the Father. There is also found in that prayer petition as found in Psalm 86, confession, John 1, 9, and intercession, John 17, 6 through 26. Intercession is an, is an aspect of prayer that we will first discuss this morning. Intercession in the dictionary is the action of intervening on behalf of another. In Christian prayer, it would be saying a prayer on behalf of someone else. <clears throat> As I prepared over the last 10 days, I thought back to when I could remember prayer entering my life. And intercession was my first memory. And that memory <clears throat> actually relates to my earliest memory as a child. I can remember maybe kindergarten or first grade, and this is the only memory that I have from that time. Sitting on the blacktop in line, waiting to be released to go to class in the morning before school. And I would pray. The prayer was always the same, a prayer of intercession from a five-year-old. The first four words. But I am sure that I prayed with a fervent heart these four words, God, protect my family. The same prayer every day. Every day as we started school, I would pray that God would protect my family. I always ended the prayer with four more words. Until I get home. I thought it was funny that I only asked him to do it till I got home. As if a five-year-old could take over, but that would be the same way that we look at it normally at any age. God, take it till I can pick it back up. We must remember that as we intercede in prayer, that although we may get to play a part in his intercession, the power is God's. And that power to move mountains, heal the sick, and yes, do miracles, like the saving of someone, will always be his. And he funnels his power through us to fulfill his purposes. Our prayers are personal. What I mean is that they are important between us and God. They are not lofted in the air for anyone to hear. They are personally meant for God because of our relationships as sons and daughters. We often petition God for his movement in our lives, but we can also ask God to intercede in the lives of others. And this will be our first point. Prayer for the lost. 
pray for a soft and open heart to hear the gospel. Prior to our saving faith in Christ Jesus, our hearts are often hard and calloused. From everything in life to just the fact that we're fallen and sinful, we cannot even fathom, begin to fathom a relationship with God without Holy Spirit softening our hearts, without regenerating our hearts to even hear the gospel. That regenerate heart then begins to reach out and seek God and his gospel. Pray for God to use the Holy Spirit to prepare the hearts of those that you are trying to reach because ultimately they have to have a heart, a heart to receive the gospel, the good word of Jesus Christ. Here's a sample prayer from Pastor John Piper based on Titus 3.5 on praying for the lost. Lord, take out her flesh, take out of her flesh the heart of stone and give her a heart of flesh. Cause her to walk in your statutes. Put love for yourself into her heart. Open the eyes of her heart to see the glory of the gospel. Grant repentance to her and free her from the devil. Make her alive together with Christ. Save her by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit. In Christ's name, amen. If you would, bow your heads and take a moment to pray for your one. Father, thank you for those that you've placed in our lives. We pray that you would prepare their hearts to hear your word, that they would hear of your son, Jesus, and the good news that he brings of a life eternal in him. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. The other important part about prayer for salvation is not for the one lost but for the one found, us. Pray for your heart to be prepared. Pray for your heart to be prepared to share the gospel. We need not only ask for God to prepare the heart of the lost, but please, Father, prepare my heart. Sanctify me. Prepare me to do what you have commanded me to do, share the gospel of peace. To share the good news of Jesus Christ with those that do not know him. Holy Spirit, prepare my heart through prayer and worship. Prepare my heart through study of our Father's word. Prepare my heart by allowing me to memorize scripture and store it in my heart so that it can be used to move someone one step closer to you and your saving grace. Take a moment now 
to pray for your heart to be prepared to share the gospel. Father, we ask that you sanctify our lives, that you continue to mold our hearts to look more like Jesus. Father, we thank you for that gift today and how it has changed us, and we pray that you would continue to do so, that we may live out your command. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. I have found great benefit in praying on the armor of God each day. The men's group opens each meeting with it on Wednesday morning. I start my quiet time in the morning each day with this prayer. I think it's a great way to prepare not only for the sharing of the gospel, but to prepare you for the day to be God-directed. I didn't tell the guys this, so hopefully they're not mad at me. But would anybody from the men's group on Wednesday morning or Monday night please stand? If you don't mind, we'd like to pray on the armor this morning. Lord, I'm reminded that my struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, I pray that you will once again equip me with the full armor of God so that when evil comes, I may be able to stand my ground. Equip me, Lord, with the belt of truth. May your truth rule in my heart and be in my mind and on my lips today with the breastplate of righteousness. Apart from you, there is no righteousness, but through Jesus, I've been born again and made righteous in your sight. May I live as a righteous person. With feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, may I reflect the gospel in my words and actions that through me, with my every encounter, others may be drawn one step closer to you. With the shield of faith, may I take you at your word concerning promises about the present and future, promises of everlasting love, abundant life, and so much more. With the helmet of salvation, Remind me that nothing can separate me from your love and that by grace I've been saved. In your grace, help me to say no to all ungodliness and worldly passions to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life. And with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, may your Holy Spirit reign in my life and bring to my mind just the right Bible verses to be in my heart and on my lips. May I be filled with the Spirit and ready with Scripture as you were, Jesus, when the devil tempted you. Finally, keeping an attitude of prayer and remind me to pray in the spirit on all occasions. Cause me to be alert and always praying for the saints to be joyful and to give thanks in everything. Thank you that you hear the prayers of your people and that I am your child. Help me to be your person in this world today. Salt and light, moment by moment, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, men.
We are called to prepare our hearts through Holy Spirit's work in us. We are called to have Holy Spirit prepare the hearts of those that we would share the gospel with. Do you pray that prayer with a fervent heart? The tail end of that prayer says to pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with a fervent heart so that Holy Spirit knows what you're praying. Often in those times, we don't know what to say, but with a fervent heart, Holy Spirit knows what we're trying to say from that fervent heart. If you have your organic outreach book, you remember us going through that book, it'll walk you through different types of prayer. Um, One of those types of prayer is prayer walking, which we happen to have one of those times coming up Saturday, April 2nd at the Hub House in Highland City at 8.30 in the morning. Is Derek in here? He's out. Okay, out with the kids. Um, We also have a night of prayer tonight at 8.30. I'm sorry, from 5 to 7. Women's prayer time on Tuesdays at 10.30 in the morning. And then we are beginning to going to open up a a time of prayer for the Wednesday morning cam group just so you guys can show up earlier. I know how much y'all look forward to that. (laughs) But that time of prayer will be at 5 in the morning. And we'll go from 5 to 5.30 as we prepare for what God has in store for us for that day. Have you written a name on a coin? If you have, then you've committed to pray for that one or those people. If you don't know how to pray for the one, there's a book up here if you would grab it. Take it home with you. Stop by Next Steps afterwards. We'd love to, to talk with you and, and help get some ideas together on, on how to be effective in your prayer for the, the lost and for, for your own heart. I want to close with a personal story. <clears throat> About 11 years ago, God radically changed my life. Prayer and study became a passion. A passion to know God more. He has and continues to mold me by his grace. He has replaced my heart of stone with a heart of flesh. And I love him more and more each day. About a year and a half after the sanctification, sanctification process began, we received a call from my dad. <clears throat> my mom was in the hospital. Some of you already know this story. She had been having gallbladder problems all summer. And they had worsened quickly. I drove to Crystal River and saw mom. We, we got a plan of action together. And surgery was planned. There were a few tests that they 
wanted to run ahead of the surgery, so I left and headed back home thinking all was well. The next day, Joni and I were preparing to attend a get-together with Christian brothers and sisters, and I received a call from my sister. You need to come back to the river. Mom has cancer. I left immediately and drove back to Crystal River and began talking with Dad and the doctors, but before those conversations happened... Mom stopped me. She said, I want you to pray for me. This was a request I'd never had from mom. She was an amazing lady who I loved dearly. But our life while I grew up had not been directed to God. We did not attend church at all. The only prayer or mention of God that we had was at Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner. So this request was quite moving and humbling for me. I gathered her hand in mine and I began to pray. Father, I come to you today and lift mom up to you. She's been diagnosed with cancer And we don't yet know what that holds. But I know that you can heal her. God, please heal mom. She needs you to show up in a mighty way. Father, please show mom your love for her. In Jesus' precious and holy name, I pray. Did he answer my prayer? Yes. He answered it in a mighty way, just like I had asked him to. Fast forward almost two weeks. Mom had been moved to Lakeland. She had some major pain that we took her to the hospital for. And we got the uh, unsettling news, the news that anyone, no one wants to hear, that is that she had no hope of any type of recovery. There was not going to be anything that changed her circumstances. In fact, any treatment that we did may prolong her life by days. That was on a Sunday. My brother and sister and I sat in the waiting room and I said, we have to respect mom's wishes because she had decided that she didn't want to do any treatment. So I shared that with my brother and sister and my sister said, have you spoken to her about God? This had been on my mind for quite a few days now. And I think in that was the fervent prayer of my heart that she know God So that Sunday evening, I went in and sat down with mom. And I said, Mom, I don't know that you know Christ. 
That was one of the hardest things I'd ever said to her. And she said, I know, but I want to know him. And in that moment, we prayed. And mom asked Christ into her heart. And I'm able to hold on to that now as she died several days later and passed on into heaven. And I'm thankful to God every day for that. Would the band please come up? Guys, we don't know what the day holds for everyone. We don't know what the day holds for us. But we do know the gift that God has sent and his name is Jesus. Have you fervently prayed for your one? For your one's heart to be changed so that they might come to know Christ? Have you fervently prayed for your heart to be sanctified more and more each day so that you look like Jesus more and more each day? Prepare our hearts, Father. Let's pray. Father, we thank, we thank you for the life that you've given us. We thank you for the commandment to go and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To go and make disciples of all na nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Father, we fervently pray that you would change the heart of those that we're praying for and those of the world because we know that only through your son Jesus does change happen, the mighty, mighty change of the heart filled with Christ. Father, prepare us each day as we go out. We thank you and it's in your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.